For the final time in 2020, the punk cover of In My Life by Daniel Swisher. It is Sean and Dee's Good Tape, our season finale, part two, side B, whatever you want to call it. I always screw that up. So uh, how you doing, Dee? Hello, Bungo. Uh, good. It feels like we haven't talked in forever. Yeah, <laughs> since like two seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. So little little behind the scenes is that we uh, actually record both shows at the same time. But uh, but uh, yeah, so we're just picking up where we, where we just left off. But uh, we're doing our look at best songs of 2020 in our opinion songs that we found that we thought were worth sharing with you and uh side a was uh, was a lot of fun and side b i think maybe going to get uh perhaps even a, a little deeper with with some of these songs that we're going to look at and, and i purposely did that you know like the way the playlist worked out and i think we're going to go you know with the side a side b thing i think we're going to go with 10 songs from now and that's one other thing that i'd like to bring up is uh uh when you're listening to this and hopefully catching up with us before you know we start season two in in 2021 is uh tell us what songs you want to hear or hear us you know talk about or or hear a sidebar about you know that make us go and think uh you know if we're going to go to 10 songs and two sides each uh, each week then then we could use a little bit of help you know you know the funny thing is is we decided to split these in two so the shows would be shorter Oh, they'd only be like 20 or 25 minutes a piece that way. Um, side A is uh, 39 minutes. So, yeah. yeah, good luck with that, right? We can't stop talking. <laughs> well, no, it's it's good. I miss you, dude. And, and, and with this COVID shit, like, this is the closest I can get to, to uh, you well, know, sitting down bullshitting with you bigger. And, and everything. You, you know what's sad, as we sidebar here before we get into the songs, is I was really... <laughs> this is what happened yeah, to Depth Side 1. I know, one. I know. <laughs> But I was I was really looking forward to hopefully over Christmas for us to record a show together in the same place. And it doesn't look like because cases have spiked so much that we're going to be able to do that. So I, so I it's, it's I unfortunate. It's safe. Yeah, it's, it's un not safe. It's just unfortunate. But uh, but hopefully at some point in 2021 over the summer or something like that, when you're around the area, we can actually record a show or two in the same room that'd be a lot of fun and a little bit a little bit different and all that stuff but it'd be cool to do it at some point it would be great and bring richie in for for one or two of them too yeah like it would be a blast yeah absolutely, absolutely. i can't wait i can't wait to fucking you know uh, wrestle with your kid uh with elliot and, and uh play baseball with him and yeah. uh have uh, uh your daughter be scared of me and you know shy for you know, 10, 15 minutes before she warms up to me again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a little while. So anyway, getting into side B, go ahead. You got something else? No, no, no. no. Oh, you were pointing. I, you were I, I was going to make a point about the song. So yeah. 2020 sucks. Yes. Absolutely sucks. And, and, and this was, uh, uh, before Richie threw in his request, this was uh, like the the dangling song that I wanted to include on this 2020 playlist. It's uh, I Remember Everything by John Prine, who we lost this year to uh, COVID, you know, complications with it. 
this guy was such a master songwriter. Just oh, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So last night on my rabbit hole on uh, YouTube that I talked about in the first side, started watching a lot of performances of his and dude's funny too. This song's not as necessarily as funny because it's kind of a look back on his life and stuff like that. But man, he's got some some funny kind of corny, witty songs that he's got out there. He, I, I saw him in the Sangamon Auditorium uh, in, in, in concert. Like, like he is a master at storytelling. And that's what this side is about. Is it's a singer songwriter storytelling. Like you're gonna you're gonna see it coming up. Uh, but but yeah, we we would be. It, it would be horrible if we didn't acknowledge this guy's presence and and, and impact uh, this year. You know, like this is yeah. This is yes. a sad song too. It's it's only sad because it was the last thing he recorded and they released it. You know, like, but yeah, in context, God damn, it's so sad. Yeah, but it's also beautiful at the same time. It's it's a very it's a very emotional song to listen to. Yeah, yeah. When I sent it to you uh, uh, midweek, you were like, "Oh fuck, I really should have chose this song instead of something else that I chose." Uh, it just worked out that Richie, you know, like toss it in and and as an executive producer, Richie is. Uh, <laughs> he said ten songs is the way to go, five and five. Now that Un we're doing a shorter episode. Unpaid. <laughs> Richie's good tape featuring Sean and D. Uh, it's a, but I, I mean, this guy is just amazing and, and such a masterful songwriter and storyteller. And he's from a mailman in Maywood, Illinois, which is where I was born. Uh, I was born in the hospital in Maywood, Illinois. Oh, I think. interesting. Mom, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but uh uh yeah no it's just it's just brilliant and for this to be the last thing that he put out there it's so goddamn amazing yeah I, sam I, stone you should look up sam stone you should look up in spite of ourselves and uh oh god damn what's the other song give me just a second hello in there Look those songs up, people. This guy can write a fucking song. Yeah, so. yeah. No, he's it's a it's an awesome song and and one to certainly listen to. That it's kind of like you you mentioned it earlier, and you you totally hit the nail on the head with once somebody passes away, songs can take on an entirely new meaning and a entirely different perspective. And this one probably did, but I'd never heard it before he passed away. So you know, it it almost seemed like it no, was he a, they didn't release it until mm -hmm. until after he he died uh uh but but yeah but this to be his legacy if this was the last thing you ever you know did like how fucking cool is that mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that's good god he's so good yeah no it's very good very good so um and that it really leads in well to the next song that we've got on the list which is by chris stapleton um, and it's a song that he just, um, that he released over the summer, I guess, late in the summer, but he just played it live for the first time at the CMA awards a couple of weeks ago, which is where I heard it 
Um, the song's called Starting Over. And I think if there was any song about 2020 that fits where people feel about 2020, it's this one. Because this is basically a song about, you know, as long as you've got your significant other, or as long as you've got your family and you can be together and stuff like that, it doesn't matter where you go or what you do. And maybe a fresh start's the right thing. And uh, that's really what this song's about is is really about a, getting a fresh start with his with his um, girlfriend or wife or however perspective that it was that it was being written from. But it is an absolutely beautiful song. And, and, and he's in a, again going to the singer songwriter sort of thing. Like goddamn Chris Stapleton fucking kills it every time. But you're absolutely right. Like this is stop, take stock in your life. You know, look at look at what you've got. You know, start over, take a step back and, and let things just do what they're going to do. Like, just get, quit trying to overanalyze everything and, and, and overthink everything, you know, like it's. Uh. He's got a kick ass voice, too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we were listening to Tennessee Whiskey the other night here and, and you know, like just this guy can write a fucking song yeah he can and he can write a lot of songs it's not just like he's uh he's i mean he writes almost all of his own stuff and it's all really good so he's put out four albums i mean you realize he's put out four albums in the last five years yeah i mean that's amazing (laughs) and they're good that's the other amazing part is usually when an artist is flying through work like that it's garbage when you get to like the fourth album but that's not the case with him and the, the fact that he wrote songs for other people forever like it like no come on dude <laughs> you know, yeah. like you're, you're this good you know in the and the unsung so, part of his of his whole ensemble too is his wife morgan who sings backup vocals and and man she's got an amazing voice too and and their voices mesh so well together so fucking yeah. well yeah they yeah oh, yeah I, I i was gonna say i watched the uh he performed this on jimmy kimmel a few uh like maybe a week and a half ago and uh, uh I hadn't heard this song until you, you know, like I completely forgot that Chris Stapleton put out a new album. So I just wasn't paying attention to it. And you sent, you know, this song is your choice. And I was just like, of course I'm blown away by it. It's Chris yeah. Stapleton. Yeah. It's great. But it, that's his wife that harmonizes with him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. It's like Amanda Shires and Jason Isbell. Well, it's it's interesting too because you know she she doesn't. It's not Chris Stapleton and Morgan Stapleton. You know when you see them in concert, but they're almost a duo. I mean, they don't. She doesn't sing lead on anything. But I mean, when he I saw him in concert in 2016. Did and you really? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, but when I saw him in concert she stands next to him on the stage the entire time. It's not like she's off to the side or, or anything like that. So their dynamic is very much like a duo, except for the fact that she just harmonizes. She doesn't actually like just flat out sing anything. It's interesting. That is so cool. Yeah. Like, could, could you imagine having that life where you just, just travel around and play shows and you're together all the time? Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it'd be an interesting life. No doubt about it. So. Starting over, I, 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 yeah, the the whole concept of this song, you know, like it, it seems like it would be depressing, you know, hearing the, 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 the title of the song starting over, but it's, but like what you, you said at the top of this conversation is it's, this is great for 2020, just like, all right, nothing is the same anymore. 
nothing can be the way it was mm -hmm. ever. Let's just start over. Mm -hmm. And it's just, a, it's such a positive song too. Uh, honestly. Yeah. It don't matter to me wherever we are is where I want to be. And honey, for once in our life, let's take our chances and roll the dice. I can be your lucky penny. You can be my four leaf clover starting over. So, I mean, uh, you, you, you beat me to it. I just flipped yeah. the page to read those lines. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter to me wherever we are is where I want to be. Yep. So it's a good song. If you haven't heard it, check it out. And also watch that CMA performance that I talked about because he does it just on a completely acoustic guitar by himself. And it, it sounds pretty much the same, but it's a little bit different, you know, just because it's completely acoustic. So, yeah. Uh, not sidebars, but sidebars, but, uh, so a couple of years ago, they put out uh, two different versions of Elton John and Bernie Taupin uh, uh, tribute albums. And Chris Stapleton was on the country one and he did, I want love. Okay. Remember that? You remember that song? Uh, uh, the video was uh, Robert Downey Jr. Just like walking around. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up really quick. Yeah. But it's that. so fucking good. You said, I want love. I want love. Yeah. And yet, and the <laughs> other bad one was John, a, I saw uh, John Queen Denver. Denver. I saw John Denver and the Muppets in my search bar. <laughs> <laughs> the kids will love me for that. Yeah. You want me to play the Chris Stapleton version? Yeah. You'll remember it. That guitar. That is I want love, but it's impossible. A man like me, so irresponsible. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Check that out and check those albums yeah. out. Like yeah. everybody loves Elton John, of course. Yeah. You know, Rocket Man and all this shit. Huh, yeah, that's cool. All right. all right, so next song. Next song is uh, Brian Fallon, Vincent, off of his Local Honey album that came out earlier this year. Brian Fallon was is was the lead singer of Gaslight Anthem. Uh, and uh, talk about a singer-songwriter. God damn. So I'm going to say, I, I struggled with figuring out what this song was about this week. You know, because there, there's a lot of different ways that it, it kind of goes. You know, but I was trying to figure out what was the hit on it. You know, like, what was the direction for it? And then find out he he basically made up a song i mean made up a story you know which oh, is which is pretty Bruce cool that he did that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it's and 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 the fact i love the the first line of the song is my no my name is jolene mm -hmm. but i hate that song yeah. yeah that was a good line yeah and, and and he named his daughter layla hi layla uh and and he was like Oh my gosh, can you imagine what this girl must go through the rest of her life, you know? All right. So that was the line that broke him with the song, you know, like like put him to it. But uh but yeah, it's it's kind of a good by Earl-ish mm -hmm. you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good song. I, I liked it. I just uh I had to listen to it several times to kind of get get what the what the vibe was, and then I understood why I was uh like that because it wouldn't be necessarily something you would just overly hear because he made up most of it. So I thought that was, an, uh, that was really interesting that he basically wrote a short story. Uh, yeah. It, I, it, 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 it turns out that Jolene's boyfriend, uh, where's the one here? 
I had a decent boyfriend until he got mean. He hit me so hard, hard the room used to spin. And 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 so she's talking about why she has this relationship with Vincent, who's the other man, you know, just to feel alive, and uh, and some of the horrible choices that she made in her life. And it's just, God, the first time I heard the song, you know, so of course I bought it on vinyl and and, and uh, played it. And uh, uh, like, I was just listening to it. I was like, oh fuck. And I put the needle back to listen to it again. Like, did I hear what I just heard? And it, yeah, tears, tears, yeah. tears, tears. Yeah. Like just like, holy fuck, this is so powerful. Yeah, it is. And well done. Yeah, it's our second song that touches on violence and abuse. Cause we obviously had that on the on the first side too with the, uh, with the song that Richie uh, gave us. So. Yeah, it's and and not a happy ending, uh, but you know, I stabbed him once, then I stabbed him again. Uh, in, in the line, uh, I, nobody knew, but inside I would break. I was always, it was always the screaming in between. I just wait. One night, I suppose it finally drove me insane. I stabbed him once, and I stabbed him again. So say that you love me before we both end up in hell. I'm not asking for your forgiveness. I can't run if I wanted to now. Say that you miss me. Tell me sweet and sweet little lies. Humor me, Vincent. After tonight, I won't be home for a while. Like, uh, goosebumps right there. Well, and and she's basically saying that I know that this doesn't end well for me either, but I just can't take this anymore. Vincent, I love you more than you know. God bless you, old friend. I don't think that I'll ever see you again. Like, it, it, just such a well-written, composed song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. That it, the whole "My name is Jolene, but I hate this song." I love that. I love that part where that was that was the impetus of the song was like a, I named my daughter Layla, but what if she ends up hating the song Layla? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's I mean, and, and I, I just think it's so interesting that it that it started from such an innocent way and turned into a story like this. I mean, it's that's a that's a very powerful story and one that, um, yeah, you don't just uh, you don't just make up easily, I suppose. No. And, 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 and like you said, it's basically a short story, but mm-hmm. it's so like Springsteen esque mm-hmm. and from New Jersey, Brian Fallon is in the. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's, um, sung very well as, you know, to go along with it too, because it's, I think the reason it took me a little bit to completely understand it was because it's not sung in a tone that makes you feel like the darkness that the song truly is. If you get my drift. Yeah. 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 No. uh, Well, okay. So going back to the, the country episode, uh, you know, there's a lot of those songs that are, you know, a little more up tempo than you think they should be. Sure. But they're telling a story. Mm-hmm. Just like this song is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it like it takes you a minute. Like I, w- I remember walking uh, to the store, listening to that that playlist, and being like, "Oh fuck, that's what the song's about." God damn. And again, one of one of the reasons I love doing this, you know, these conversations with you is just thinking about shit that was oblivious to us when we were fucking oh, kids. We didn't know what any of those songs meant. We might have known, but we didn't care. I think more than more than <laughs> yeah. anything. Yeah, it was just it was just uh, we just want to he- have fun listening and singing along to a song. The deeper meaning was not something that was uh, impressed on us that much. So, um, 
going to the next song is also uh, a pick of yours. And you, uh, you brought Taylor Swift back into the equation. Of course. And, and Jamie, uh, Exile is an incredible song. And put that on a playlist. I'm, I'm, I'm basically calling Jamie out and saying, make, your ta- make the Taylor Swift playlist. <laughs> Come on for us, with us in, uh, in 2021. And we'll do that show. Sean needs to learn more about T Swizzle. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can all I can already imagine all the planning that Jamie's doing to uh, to put that together. <laughs> Good. Jamie's a planner, Good. so. <laughs> well, yes, and, and yeah, no, and, and I would love to talk with her. Uh, so I picked the one off of folklore this year, and the biggest reason I picked this, uh, Sean and Jamie, is uh, it had the E next to it. It uh, it's Spotify and. Uh, uh, iTunes, but it's also a great fucking song. It had the E next to it, like explicit. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, because right. I, I like swearing. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically that's why you was. picked it. <laughs> going back, <laughs> going back 25 years. But no, no, it, it, it's literally, it's. It, I, I was going back and forth between this one and Cardigan. And then I listened to both of those songs and I was like, no, of course I got to pick the Taylor Swift song where she swears. Of course. Right? I mean, why not? Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Makes all the sense in the world. But it's a great fucking song. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's basically a conversation that some made up person in her life is having, is not having with, uh, with an ex, you know, like, like just, sitting there one afternoon just thinking about this person and uh, uh, you know, having this conversation in her head. We were something, don't you think so? Uh, and if my wishes came true, it would have been you. Like, like just, I, I'm sorry. I fucking love Taylor Swift. Like she can write a good fucking song. You know, I think the thing that that uh, stuck out to me about this song more than anything, the, the meaning of it's fine. It, it's very well written. I think what she has going for her, and this is going to be no news to anybody who's like Taylor Swift for the last, you know, 15 or so years. She does it in such a way that her writing is so good. And then the way they set the music to it, it becomes very melodic, but yet also very well written at the same time. It's really the combination of both things that you look for in a good song. It's so good. And, and, and like the song Jamie suggested with that, uh, uh, with uh, uh, Bonavir is uh, just goddamn so well done. Like this whole album, like 2020 sucks hard, like the worst, the worst. But we got some really good music, you know, in it. And, and we're going to talk about another song here at the end. But it's, uh, but yeah, no. So, Jamie, that's my challenge. Uh, Ten songs, Taylor Swift, send it to me. Uh, We'll discuss. And uh, when we come back and do this, the three of us will do a Taylor Swift show and we'll get Sean Sean on board. Yeah. Lovely. Yes. So I don't dislike Taylor Swift, though, so you're not going to have to do a ton of convincing to get me to uh, like her music or anything like that. I don't dislike it now. So um, I guess you never know, never know. And it's another day waking up alone. But we were something, don't you think so? Yeah. Yeah. So the last song 
on the playlist for 2020, not just the last song on this playlist, but the last song of 2020's playlist. So for season one is a song that when we put it on the playlist, we had not heard yet. And I think we were probably both a little bit nervous about it, but normally we end with a Sammy Hagar or Van Halen song. And neither of those two bands put anything new out in 2020. Obviously we did the episode a few weeks back on uh, the passing of Eddie Van Halen and kind of looked back on the career of Van Halen from all the different eras. But this last song on the list is actually by his son, Wolfgang Van Halen under the name mammoth V or mammoth WVH. And it's a song called distance that he actually wrote while his dad was dying of cancer, essentially about how much he was going to miss him. Like you said, you said, let's hear this Wolfgang song. And uh, we're going to add that to the end of it. And I, and I had my like, uh, uh, what if this song sucks? And I got to talk <laughs> shit about it. Holy fuck. This song is amazing. It is. This kid is so goddamn talented. Like like the first time I heard it, just tears. And then watching the fucking video. Oh, the video. <laughs> Oh, the oh video. The gosh. video is oh, man. The video is basically a bunch of home movies of Wolfgang growing up with Eddie as his dad, and it's all put together very, very well. And then it ends. The ending is even the worst. I mean, not it's not the worst. It's awesome, but in terms of like emotional, it's the worst. A voicemail that Eddie left him, basically just talking to him about how proud he is and how much he misses him and how he can't wait to hear his voice again. Wow. Talk about pulling your heartstrings. I mean, if I mean, he's de definitely picked the right song to make an impact on people following his career. There's no doubt about it. I had no idea how talented this kid was. Uh, and he played all the instruments, right? He did. Yes, he played. Oh he played gosh. all of it and sang it. Uh, uh, it's it's remarkable. Yeah, no, like I was blown away by the song. I'm so happy you found a place that's better for you than this rock we're living in and and to end the song with i'm so happy you found a place so at 220 of the song two minutes and 20 seconds that's you know uh, uh it's a uh, two no minutes and 20 seconds is i will be with you and then he starts screaming it it will be okay here. and then the here. fucking guitar solo i'll play it i'll play it here yes Oh. Right there. And that guitar solo right there is when I started fucking crying. Well, the way he's playing the guitar there, he's imitating his dad on purpose, I'm sure. But and, yeah. but it's also it's also yeah. like fucking frustration just like taking it out on the guitar and fucking beautiful and it's, it's emotional powerful mm -hmm. all that shit we talked about last week like it's just no <laughs> no it's just so fucking good it is like i I never expected to like that song as much as I did. I didn't expect and to like it either. I mean, because we didn't know anything about him. The only thing that we knew about Wolfgang Van Halen is we saw him in concert in 2004 
I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember that when he came out and played guitar I do. with his dad. I do. And he's, he was the proudest motherfucker in the world. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and then, and then he took, moving. and yeah. then he took Michael Anthony's place in Van Halen in 2006, 2007, when he was still in high school, he became the bass player for one of the biggest rock bands in the world. Didn't and he play in corn too. No, he played in, um, played with the, the group that used to be, um, uh, used to be, Oh gosh. I can Creed the the rest of the band from Creed. What was the what was it they oh, called Alter Bridge? Yeah, he played in Alter Bridge. Yeah, Alter Bridge. Okay. Yeah, okay. but but you know, there's been a lot of interviews with him over the last week. Howard Stern was the was the first one, and uh, he he said that I mean, when Eddie would give him credit for Van Halen reuniting with David Lee Roth or actually being a band since 2004 on that tour with Sammy, it was all Wolfgang Van Halen. And he even said, my dad was so uninspired about music or anything else that I said, you should really get back with Roth and do another tour, you know, because it would make the fans really happy. And he said the only way that he would do it is if Wolfgang played bass in the tour because he just wanted to play music with his son. He didn't give a shit about who the lead singer was or anything else. He just wanted to play music with his son. Pretty cool story, really. As much as everybody shit all over them for dumping Michael Anthony, which it wasn't the most cool thing in the world to do, but there's also something very, um, very cool about wanting to play music with your kid. And that's what you want the ending of your legacy to be is that. So you got to respect that when you, when you hear the entire story. Yeah. No, I, uh, a relationship with a father like that, like would be amazing. He did confirm, though, that something that literally like broke my heart a little bit, though, the other day, he did confirm that uh, that Eddie did want to do a tour with um, everybody to go out and he just couldn't do it because of his health. Do you realize how cool of a show that would have been to see Roth and Hagar and even Gary Sharon? They were going to take Gary Sharon on the tour and it was going to be it was going to be all of it. So it would have been really, it would have been way way too expensive, but I would have paid whatever they needed to pay to go see that show. There's no doubt about it. So I was blown away. I think I've said this a hundred times already, but blown away about how great this emotional, this song is Mm -hmm. thinking about everything like, uh, Oh yeah, no. And then watching the video, God damn, this kid is so fucking talented. I can't, cannot wait to hear this album whenever the fuck it comes out. Yeah. Like, you know, it sounds very, I, I, I heard somebody say this the other day and I think this is about right. It's very mid two thousands rock sound, you know, is, is kind of where his voice is at the way the, the instruments sound. It doesn't sound like Van Halen, which I don't want it to. I don't, I mean, I don't, I mean, besides no, when he was no. playing that little riff in that guitar solo a minute ago, which was obviously an ode to his dad. I don't want this to sound like Van Halen. He needs to be out on his own and do his own thing, which is, but I mean, it's always going to have some sort of tie back because Eddie taught him to play all these instruments, you know? So yeah, cool stuff. Mammoth, the name Mammoth, by the way, that comes from, that was what Van Halen's name originally was. And he did that as a throwback too. that. um, He said Eddie really liked that. So I thought that was really neat that he did that as well. Eddie and Alex's first band was Mammoth. With David Lee Roth. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. and, and and that was funny because I, you know, I all Monday long, I was trying to find this song. You know, you talked about it being released Monday. And I'm just looking up Wolfgang, Wolfgang Van Halen. And nothing's had come up because he doesn't release anything under that name. Yeah. And when I got back to the apartment, got actual internet access, access uh, 
you know, I found out it was Mammoth WVH, and I was just like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, very cool. So we'll see what the rest of his stuff sounds like when it gets released next year. But he's got a he's got a band that is going to go on tour with him and stuff. And when COVID's not a thing, he's going to go out on tour. I'd go see him. So yeah, it'd be a, yeah, it'd be a cool tour to see. Tell tell Amanda she doesn't want to use the ticket. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she'll take you up on that. So that's it for season one of Sean and D's Good Tape. It's been fun doing this this year. Yes, sir. Absolutely, and and you should call me. Uh, but it's uh, uh, yeah, no, this is great. We'll, maybe we'll have one pop in here every once in a while. But uh, but yeah, no, this has been a lot of fun. I, if we I, don't. I love it. If we don't do a bonus episode before the end of the year, which we could do bonus to season one, I'm not going to say we won't, but if not, we'll be back in early January. So with season two, we'll figure out where we go with everything. Maybe we even need to get a new theme song or something. Just completely change it up. We'll see. And in the meantime, in the meantime, uh, Facebook, Instagram, people, uh, friends of ours who have our numbers, let us know what songs you want, want us to talk about. Like we would love to get it with 10 songs. Sean gets a little, uh, you know, stressed out about trying to figure out five songs to talk about every week but uh, <laughs> so let's yeah if you got something you want to sit here and, and talk about tell us we'd love it until then though we will see you next time here on sean and d's good tape